Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The scenario is Bonefire. It was written by Sean Little, who is also our Keeper of the Secrets. This is episode four. Our recap will be done by Holly Buto as your character, Louise Fontenot. So without any further delay, let's begin our journey into the darkness. Holly? Thanks, Tom. Field report number three, Karuna, Minnesota. Scientific observations. The samples that we've gathered in the area continue to perplex us. The soil samples have a bacteria that we were unable to identify, and the strange rock that Ingrid found contains some living microorganism, which seems impossible given the conditions. It reminds me somewhat of the tardigrade. We aren't sure what the rock's composition is, so we'll have to save it for the experts at Miskatonic for further inspection. After mapping out where the contaminated soil samples were found, a pattern emerged very similar to the strange shape on the map of Karuna that the mayor briefly showed us. We decided to conduct further inspection of Plot 9, where Solomon had heard strange noises in the woods. We discovered that we, what we believe to be the impact site of the meteor that struck several years ago. The depression was overgrown and covered in very large and aggressive carnivorous plants. Samples of the area have been taken. We have all of these pieces of data, but nothing is a clear indicator of what has caused the large plants that are growing in Karuna. Hopefully, further inspections at the university will yield answers. Personal observations. The people here are being very secretive as to what is going on in this town. They seem to be very clicky, and we are being closely observed. We attended their religious services, which were strangely interrupted by a man that seems to have been ostracized from the community. We were told that he tragically lost his wife in the last year, allegedly attacked by wild animals in the forest. I wonder if she came across the plant life at the impact site as well. No one mentioned the meteor at all when we mentioned the woods. And the mood of the community took a turn when Froggy mentioned polytheism and folk religion. I don't feel as though we are welcome here anymore. I'm not sure if it's our actions while investigating something we've said or just our mere presence here, but the community made their feelings clear when they set our house on fire while we were out for dinner. Luckily, we saved the samples. The man who interrupted the church services is here and he wants to speak with us, hopefully quickly. I think it's time for us to return to Massachusetts as soon as possible. Excellent, thank you very much. So to your, you have your recap and uh, as you remember, there was a fire. Now it wasn't a monstrous fire. When you examine things and you go into a little more detail, as you noted in your recap, the, the samples were not destroyed. None of your belongings were destroyed. Um, it was it was really actually a very poorly set fire if someone wanted to set fire to your house. No, you weren't home. Nobody was there to stop them. And when you just look around a bit, it, it's it's like kids had done it. Not you know, it's it's like it was a act of vandalism more so than anything else, as far as you know. The gentleman that is standing before you, he, as has said, it, it's about time we spoke. He has a very thick Swedish accent, but his English is certainly understandable. And he says, 
I did arrive a while ago and I saw some of the younger folk from the community poking around the house. I yelled at them to get away because I knew it belongs to the mayor of, of the city nearby, of course, our, our good friend, the mayor. They took off. They seemed to be carrying a, a bag of something, uh, but obviously they must have returned teenagers. I don't know. I don't know why they would do this, but I wouldn't be surprised if they were trying to drive you away. But I would recommend you continue researching as much as you need to research because something awful, awful is happening here. And I, I, I want to see it put an end, put an end, put to an end. Well, what do you think is awful that's going on here? He looks around and he makes sure that nobody's, you know, he says, it's, we, we, I don't think there's anybody here now. They would have taken off. And obviously, if the fire had been going longer, they probably would have noticed down below and brung up uh, the wagon, the water wagon. But uh, it's, it, it, he, he says, let's just go in. Uh, can, can we go inside and sit down? Sure. Idea. So he shut, you know, you're able to shut the door to the area off, like by, by a series of doors to try to keep the smoky smell from inside the house, though you're probably the people sleeping upstairs are going to have a little bit of difficulty just because of the amount of smoke, but uh, you don't have fans or ventilation systems or anything like that to take care of it. You just hope the wind will do its job. He sits down and he pulls out a bottle of Swedish vodka. He pulls out a, a few glasses and says, join me if you wish. This might take a while. He says, my wife was killed a year and a half ago. My wife was killed near our home at the far end of the community. I came home from my work at the, the community center one day, the church, if you will, and I found her missing from the house. The dog was running around in the yard, and she, she would never let the dog run out at that time of the day. She, she would be either with the dog or the dog would be in the house. So I found that very, very concerning. So I let the dog in the house. I locked the door. I looked for her. I couldn't find her. She left a note saying that she was going mushroom picking kind of not right the right time of year for it but i thought i think that's just her code word for for going for a walk in the woods so i gathered a lantern and i wandered off now be known a year earlier there had been there had been lights in the sky as you probably have heard from the other university and from our good friend the mayor and there had been some rumbling in the sky and some flames shooting in the sky and there had been some kind of a crash of some rocks and such in the woods. We stayed away from the area. Uh, there's no fire or anything like that. You see in, in some of the fanciful books and stories, but there's simply just trees falling down and a, a hole in the ground. And we tended to stay away from it. I, we, and the, as spring was ending, we were thinking, you know, perhaps we should all go and investigate some more. She, I think, took it upon herself to go, for, to go wander for her. She was a very investigative woman. And uh, always, always curious about the ocean, curious about the rocks, the, the trees. The, she, she should have gone to school, but she, she married me very young. She wandered into the woods and I'm she, she left me this note saying, so and I went after her and I took my lantern and I wandered. I even took the dog on leash and the dog started to bark and growl as we approached. And sadly, on the path that we had taken many times to go and take a look at the the damage that had been done by this impact before I found her. Now she was lying dead. There was no hope for her lying on the ground, face down on the ground. 
but, and then he starts to get upset and he has another shot of drink and he looks off teary eyed into the darkness through the window says she was missing parts of her body. And as I, I reached out, I turned her over and her face, the flesh had, had been almost burned away. So I pulled her, pulled her closer to the, to the path so I could see her better with the lantern. There's nothing I could do for her. When all of a sudden from the, from the, from the woods came a plant. I can only say it's a plant and it wrapped its tendrils around and pulled me into the grass as I fought it. I cut it with my knife, my, my bush knife on my hip and I got away and he pulls up the side of his shirt and he shows you that he too has an air. So area about that big where there's a, like a round patch of what burned scarred skin. He was, this is what it did to me. And I, I was able to fight it off and I never went back to the woods again, but I ran, I, called for help. I called for my neighbors and we dragged her to the house, those that were around. And I called the, the doctor and the good doctor seemed to claim she was attacked by a bear, which made no sense whatsoever. He looked at my side and he said that I must have fallen into a fire. They, they made excuses to cover up the fear that they had for the, for the unknown. Since that time, the people have put up signs to keep people out of the woods and your good friend, the mayor, my, my good friend as well. He even brought a team of investigators previously to take a look at this and do some, do some research on it to try to find out what, what had happened uh, in the woods. And, and oddly enough, they they were staying down by the, the area, but down by the lake and the, the cottages there, they, they went out on a, a sightseeing tour in the boat and they never came back. So I don't know what happened to them. There, there's, I asked questions of the mayor. I asked questions of the mayor's office. I asked questions of the people in the neighborhood. People, some were concerned, some were not. And as, as the finances began to drop with the, the lack of crops, the people were more concerned about other things. And it all seemed to wash away until this year when the crops were booming and plants were growing crazy and animals that had been born in the spring were full-size adult by August and they hid those away but that's not the only thing he says I want to show you something uh, so he, before he does can I make a rule for botany to see if I recognize the shape of that burn mark like what plant could have caused that yeah sure absolutely it's uh, quite the tale you tell not saying we or I don't don't believe you, but that's that's quite the tale. Uh, I'm gonna have to take the fail because I don't have as much luck as I would like. Dang it! it looks like really bad poison ivy to you. Mm. Monster well, poison ivy. Not to mention the fact that we've seen the carnivorous plants. Yeah, the sundews. Yes, it does have that same. You you can just you may have failed the role to, to identify it correctly. But generally, you don't even really fail because it has that same shape. You only saw it briefly, but there were some circular marks around the outer edge, which would which would match the uh, little. Right, and did uh, in our I'm analysis of the goop, I don't know. Right. our analysis of the goop on his shoe, um, did it show like it was digestive acid? Yes, yes, it was mildly acidic. So we're talking a giant sandu here. Sandu. Yeah. Sandu. Yes. Well, yeah. 
possibly more than once. They don't grow in singles. We saw them ourselves. Beds mm-hmm. of them usually. Yeah, we, we, we've we encountered this. as well. Yeah, we right. So a, a strange mutation caused by an alien meteorite. And that's the theory we're on right now, correct? Mm-hmm. Because it seems like the, that was the those were the plants in the uh, not patient zero, but you know what I'm talking about here, like the ground the, zero. Ground zero, yeah. Well, what well, happened? What happened to the thing that crashed to the ground? Did anyone come and take it away? Did anyone find anything? When those investigators came, that the mayor had brought from from elsewhere, or I assume the mayor brought them. He was with them when they arrived. They they had a geologist, a, a rock person with mm-hmm. them and they collected samples and they, they they said it was a comet a comet that it did it, it that it broke up in the atmosphere and bits and pieces landed everywhere hmm. which, would, which would track with our shape if that's the case well it, getting into the soil is strange I right think. and and that the, there wouldn't Obviously, if it broke up in the atmosphere, what landed on the ground would have been the largest piece, but. Well, I'm thinking that it skipped. I think that it hit, it came from the other direction, hit the ground, and then shattered and spread out over the, the fields. That would work. And then it may, might have sat there for some time before the rains came and then leached whatever it was into the soil that's true this area has been in a drought for two years that would explain quite a lot Nothing was happening something else then concerns me too what about the other team you said they went out into the lake what if they had the samples with them and they went down into the water that is certainly a concern although what unless you're talking about a carnivorous lotus plant what could have taken them down in the lake? Well, I mean, they could have just had a natural accident. True. And and just couldn't get back to shore. But in any case, whatever they were carrying might have gotten into the lake. Why in which they, case, the whole water the table could be. True. That's true. Why would they go to the lake? I don't know. The, that, that is odd. Yeah. Why would you house it, them there? Solomon, you said the people by the lake were very unwelcoming to you. Right. Yeah, they were very I'm direct. Surprised and... I'm surprised they found anyone to take them on the lake then, if they were so unfriendly to you. I'm sorry, what's your name, mister? Ah, I'll tell you in two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Frederick Dahl. Very Dahl. <laughs> very Swedish. So, what would My you name like also is Fred. So he goes by Fred. Fred. Fred is what his friends Fred's. call him. Pastor, he used to be Pastor Fred or Pastor Doll, but he goes by Fred now. So, uh, Fred, what, what, what were you wanting to show us? It's, it's disturbing. The ladies may not like what I show them, but it's if okay, you would like dear. to come with me, your scientists, I know I've heard this, and, but still, I'm, I warn you in, in advance, he says, we need to walk to the community hall. There, there's, there are two buildings nearby the community hall. And you did notice, he describes them. One is a warehouse 
which is where they're storing all the produce that's going to be shipped out for canning. It's a cold warehouse. Um, you didn't pay it any attention because it was just big old building off to the side that said no trespassing, you know, trucks and wagons come up to it. Uh, then the other building is, he said, I, I don't know what else we would call the other building, but I think, I think you need to see what's inside it. And I guarantee you it will solidify your beliefs. Take us there. All right, please. Yeah. Okay. He, he says, do you, I, I, I and he, he reaches into his satchel. He has like a little like a side pack kind of thing, like a carrier bag. He says, I, I tell you now, and he pulls out this pistol and holds it like this, like not like he's holding it threateningly. He says, I am carrying a pistol now, and I would never have carried this as a pastor, but I carry it now. And he puts it in his bag. I did hunt as a child in Sweden. I'm, I'm used to firearms. If you have anything of your own to protect yourselves with, with a knife or a club well, or anything. What are we going to need to protect ourselves from? There are some people in this community who are not acting the way they used to. If you haven't, well, you wouldn't have noticed because you're not from here. And these people are very protective of the crops and very protective of what I'm about to show you. They don't want anyone to see this. Well, right. uh, wasn't there a gun in the little hidden closet there? Yeah, there was what looked to be it was like um, a sh- like a shotgun or a, a gun, rifle, a gun case. Yeah, I if, if you're saying that out loud, blink, I'll say blink, blink, I've hunted my entire life. I know how to shoot a shotgun. Yeah, I, I th- I'll show you where it is. I think it's probably time to. Uh, I grew up in Duluth. I'm not really, I'm not really a fighter, but I have a I, pocket knife. It's better than nothing. <laughs> yeah, I'll, if there's a it's shotgun, a big pocket. I'll, I'll take it. Sean, can we go get the shotgun from yes. that little hidden closet? Although, yes. actually, well, I, I am a little, bit, a little bit better with guns than I thought I was, but still, there's only uh, one shotgun currently. You, you, you can go to the, you can go to the cabin upstairs. You open, pull it out of the case. It's, it's an easy to open lock. I mean, there's you just pry it off the hinge. It doesn't require a te- check. And inside, wrapped in cloth, is a very well cared for shotgun and a very well cared for hunting rifle. There's a box of ammunition that contains ammunition for both. Ah. Awesome. It's, suppose, the, it's the mayor's hunting equipment. I suppose I can take the rifle then. You you know how to use a rifle? Actually, yes. Good. I'm not good with firearms, but I got a knife. Neither am I. I can shoot, but uh, Louise, did you say you wanted to take the, the shotgun? Sure. There's a reason I, I know about country folk. I come from country folk. I can shoot a shotgun. All right. uh, hunting rifle damage? Um, is it a 12 gauge or a. The shotgun's a 12 gauge, rifle? yes. The hunting rifle is a standard, like Lee Enfield type, right? It's best. Uh, it's a hunting it would rifle. Be, uh, 2D6 plus four. Yep. Okay. Okay, and then range would be forty-five feet. Forty-five feet. Okay. Thank it's, you. That's the one thing I didn't open was the rules. <laughs> now it's open. I've got them on my wall. <laughs> um, so what I get for buying digital things is I don't keep them open. I like D and D, all those books piled up there, but the, the Call of Cthulhu, everything's electronic, oh, so wait. I have to constantly remember to open them. 
I'm sorry, I was looking at something at 45 feet for a rifle. Um, Lee Enfield is 330 feet. Oops, whoops. 340, and then and how it much? jams on a double zero. And then what about um, ammo? Like how, how uh, many? Lee Enfield holds uh, 10, 10 ammo. 10? You've got okay. at least 30 shots. Okay. Same with the shot. Shotgun's probably about 24. Okay. Um, so three magazines each. You've got lots. Uh, it's just standard, standard buckshot. So he, he, you gather your weapons and he says, do you have any flashlights or anything? Or I have a lantern. That's we probably have. have flashlights. We do. Okay. Yeah. I would assume you're right. investigating. He says, we don't have to take the main roads. And he knows that there, there are, he said, around the outskirts of the, of the Karuna village, at the edge of the woods, there's always paths that are used for people just walking in the area. So he suggests you go that way. Uh, so I'm going to bring up for myself a map. Uh, you don't need to have it for this unless you want to. So you, you walk down the path, you skirt to the left rather than going down the roadway that heads to the main crux. And you walk down the lot line, almost to the village, like the village, almost to the buildings to the far left and you skirt around them past the community hall you see some people on their steps or putting, putting trash out or, or uh, calling a dog that's outside or something. You don't see people wandering the streets this time of night. When you approach the large building, which is the warehouse, you can hear the hum of the, the large re refrigerator. And yes, I had to look up when refrigerators were invented for this. The large refrigerator units, they're keeping the food cold within the building, industrial size. And this is why it's kept the far end of the community. It's very far off to the edge so that the hum isn't bothering people. And he says in here is all the vegetables, all the produce that has been gathered. It's going to be collected in the next next few days by the, by the canning company. They've made a deal finally yesterday and they're going to accept a, a, a very large payment, very large sum of money for the community. So they are very, they, they want to protect this. And as he points at the one entrance way, there's, there's no fence around the building, but there's only two opening two doors. One is just a regular door. It's a very large steel door. The other is a, is a double door that a truck could pull up to and unload from. And you can see there's actually two people sit standing there. They, they might have weapons, but you can't see them, but they're certainly the two of the stronger looking men of the community standing there sipping coffee or something standing by the doorways, talking to one another quietly. And um, he said, the door, where we're going is that other building. And you see a house that you didn't see before, off in the distance behind some hedges and some, some fencing that's been put up. You wouldn't have seen it from the main, the main, the main area, the main part of the road. And you certainly, uh, I, I believe it was Ingrid was in this area doing her sampling. Ingrid didn't quite make it to the area where she would have been able to see them, or she would have she would have she would have stumbled across it if she had wandered a bit more. It's a very large, relatively recently constructed house, and there's a fence around it. And as you approach, you can hear noises from within, and it's the sounds of children and the sounds of female voices, primarily, and children. You see movements across the rooms and upstairs. It's a very large house. And um, he says, come, go around the far side and you go across the fence. 
and he says, there's a box. Carefully, he says, help me. And he asks one of, one of you to help him move the box over closer to the window. And he says, one of you should look in. I'll hop up on the box. Literally. And I'll sort of, you know. Like a I'll frog. Be, I'll be standing nearby with my eyes open, you know, in case something, you know, wants to try and stop yep. us from doing you're this. You're standing guard. Okay. And you're all very quiet and being very cautious, I'm sure. When you look in the in, up on the box, you peer and you know, try to make yourself not seen right. in the light. Right. It is a very large, open concept, multi-bed bedroom. And in this bedroom, you see some, some what you assume to be teenagers, perhaps, walking around dressed in regular you know, bedtime clothing. And then bounding out of this one room with a towel wrapped around him and the, this woman's chasing behind, trying to keep, you know, trying to dry him. He must have just got out of the bath, you assume, is a baby. But the baby's about five feet tall. It is a large baby. So my, uh, what I relate back down to the people around me is it looks like the mutations are beginning in humans. The, the babies are way too big. How bad? Like five foot tall babies. Four foot, say four foot. Four, four foot, foot like... tall babies. A meter and a third tall babies. Yeah. And they're, 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 they have the shape of a baby, but the size of, you know, a preteen. Yeah. But, um, it, that's only possible unless this, these produce were, were consumed while pregnant, probably, yes? Well, or that they're being consumed now. I mean, maybe it doesn't affect adults very much maybe it's just young animals that's why some animals have grown while others it haven't catches it early enough in its development maybe in the water yeah i mean i i can't you wouldn't feed your produce to an infant unless you mash it or cook it and that, no but it could be transmitted through happen. breast milk it could be the water yes. It could be in the water. It might not be the vegetables at all. What, what, what kind of place is this? You're keeping the children from view. Because not all. Are all the children large? No. You, you have seen regular children um, when you were wandering around. You've even seen a baby or two, perhaps. It's a community of about 300 people. There's some of them. There's, a, there's probably, he says, there's probably about five, six people living in this house, children. I glance over and asked him, um, where exactly were these families living? Do you know? Which lots? Various lots. Is, I, I don't know. I, did, I, didn't, I haven't kept track of this. I just noticed I found this. Do you know who the parents are, possibly? I know a few of the parents, yes. This is very secretive. They take turns caring for the groups of children. They come throughout the day. Various ones will take t- turns from their normal work duties to come and care for the children. I'm, I'm stepping off of the box. I'm like, if somebody else wants to take a look, but uh, why haven't they been concerned enough to call the doctor, take them to the hospital? Something's wrong. Have you met the doctor? 
I've not seen one since I've been here. There's only one person with medical training in this community. And he's one of them. Mm. Why the secrecy, though? Does I mean, I could understand from us, but it seems like they're keeping this a secret from other members of the community there, as well. Is that true? There's a fracture in the community. Did you not notice at the service? Yeah. There's what the is, true belief. The true yes, believers. I understand that, but what is if, what's the fracture? All I can assume is those who are not of that group were to see this. It might be how they say the straw that breaks the camel's back. Mm. It may set them to leave the community and seek help from elsewhere. It's a very close-knit community here. They, they always, our belief is always that we can work together to solve any problems. But this is, a, but problems from within are not so easily solved. But, and some may feel this is not a problem. Large children, strong workers, who knows? How big is the fully grown child going to be, though? I mean, I can only guess. And, Seven, okay, 12 feet tall? For, for, a giant. For curiosity's sake, approximately how old did that baby look? Take a look. Aside from being four feet, four foot tall. Be careful, just take a look. I sort of climb up on the bench and take a very quick peek and sort of get, get a gauge. Uh, you take a wild guess just looking at the baby that it's probably about eight months, six months, six months old, eight months old. It's just walking, starting though, to walk. Right? Well, it's it's more. That's super early. Yeah, I, I come back down, eyes okay. wide, and I'm like, if I had to guess, six to eight months, and it's already four feet tall. From the look. I mean, from the look of it. <laughs> right. yes. Maybe it develops more fast or faster. Well, right. For, but, but from what I saw. It looked to be about six to eight months old, not even a year, and it's already four feet tall. Gazelles can run, you know, the day they're born, so to speak. Does, do you think the mayor knows about this? Our friend, the mayor, loves the community, but moved away because he didn't like the old ways. He okay. wanted to be more modern. He wanted to help the people by from afar. I think he is happy for the community's success this year. He wants to see it continue. And he is interested, but I think he's torn. Then why bring outsiders into this? Oh, the others or you? Us. You, us, us, sorry. Yes, yeah, why us. bring us into this? I think he trusts his brother. And if his brother trusts you, he trusts you. I kind of lean down. I'm like, uh, as much as I think this is fascinating, we should probably talk more about this. I would like to perhaps have it this discussion in a bit of a safer area. Well, I I was kind of hoping. Yeah, let's, let's walk back. Um, I was kind of hoping to study this a bit more, but I'm becoming alarmed, and I think that. I'm seriously thinking that we should go back to the university. Maybe in the middle of the night so that they don't even know that we've gone. Exactly. I just... I'm afraid they're going now, to accost us. You know. Let's, let us get back to the cottage. Sir, if... Please, 
I would feel much better if we were all together right now. And perhaps, as you said, Froggy, we should make our plans to depart a little earlier than we may have planned. I'm assuming they wouldn't ship out the vegetables if it were just the vegetables making these very, very large children. You'd think they'd want to keep that a secret. You know, it must be a combination of factors or something that that is creating these large children, the water and the food and something there. I don't know. And the, the age that they first take in the affected produce. Right. Perhaps. But with the with the children being as young as they are, the first exposure would have to have been in utero. Uh, How Louise, else do you explain it? Louise, you were concerned. Was it, well, I'm sorry, was it uh, Was Ingrid who was attracted to a mushroom? No, that, that was me. A mushroom in the forest. I wonder if people feel compelled to eat these vegetables when they're around them too long. That would make sense, but is the schism within the community those with plots that are growing large vegetables versus those with plots that aren't? Because that could explain, you know, if if the ones who are pro-giant babies are the ones growing the giant vegetables that are kind of compelling them to eat all of this in the first place. And the ones that aren't growing giant vegetables, maybe they don't feel these effects. I don't know. I, I do feel that we can do far more here by not being here. <laughs> Agreed. Or I think their secret needs to get out. Mm-hmm. And we will do the, we will do this community no good if we stay longer than we need to and get ourselves killed. Oh, I, I hope that they're not going to kill us. But uh, yes, I think that, I mean, you know, people become ill. People become sick. They lose their judgment. They lose their ability to make clear decisions. I think that might be what's going on here. Do you think that if, like, if it is the vegetables causing it, at least the 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 growth in in the children through whatever context. Do you think they might want to ship those out in order for it to start happening elsewhere so that they're not seen as um, strange? Or I guess is they just want the money. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if it's because a, the alternative money, is there's something wrong with your crops. We need to destroy everything. Right. Which would Devastate not the be area. good for their yeah. financial. It, it would, but can we cannot okay we cannot risk these crops getting out to the wider community but we to the wider area but we also cannot risk our own lives by tarrying too long i just i, I agree i don't i don't like what happened to the last investigation team that no, me too. concerns me greatly I, I turned back to fred i'm like fred can you tell me something what's with the little fires in the evening in the backyards and singing oh um the the, the lead, that's it's happening very you actually now that you've said this um it's okay. actually happening starting to happen again um because it's that time of night he says in the three days leading up to the um the festival and it's an it's an annual festival it's just an annual swedish festival where we thank in the old days we thanked the you know the old swedish gods the <laughs> 
poo-poos it because he's, you know, he's a Christian pastor. He says, they would thank the Swedish gods of, the, of nature for a good harvest. And um, we, we continue it because even though we are now well, modern people like you, and we moved here for that reason, we still continue some of the old traditions. And one of those traditions is each family will have a little fire when the weather's good. It's not required. And they just, the family themselves will get together and talk about the year, the past, and the, the crops, the, you know, the, the successes they had or the failures. And they have a little, have a little fire. I put a little bit of food on the fire. And then they will, uh, they'll just let, let it burn down to embers and go to bed. It's just a In tradition. The fire? Any sort of food? Oh, just they uh, whatever they've eaten. It's just a little leftovers, le- leftovers. So like what you haven't finished that day, just little bits it's and pieces of just a, a little sacrifice to thank the but old that, gods. It's, no, no, I understand that, but um, that would probably count as cooking it. Yes, so this wouldn't be in the air. You're putting it in the fire, I guess. Yes. I mean, that would I kill mean, kind it, of churn. If it's in the air, we're breathing it now. There's nothing we can do about that, but. Hmm. let's get back to the if it was in the air it would be affecting the entire community so i don't i don't think that's a method of transport how are we going to get out of here we don't have a car don't have the bikes those are fred do you have anything i i haven't driven in years no i have a horse and a dog jesse has bicycles those are destroyed oh i have the um the mayor contacted and just have him send a vehicle. Do you have a we phone have in a your phone. cottage? We don't. Jesse, we'll not to go. The Jesse the um has. the caretaker lady has okay. has a yes, phone at her place. Yes. Jesse, yes, Mrs. Brown. Yes, she's very nice. It, it's now you finished the meal probably around seven thirty or so. You walked down here. You spoke to him. Okay. It's probably close to nine o'clock. He says, I don't think you're going to find these people are going to be violent to you. I would just before, I don't want you to think that. I've been here this whole time. They've, I, I've been speaking out against the pastor. I've been speaking out against anything I perceived as, as being against our traditions or some use of old traditions, and they've never harmed me once. But you're still a member of the community. Yeah, you're one of we them. We're not. And the, the you, children have been violent. They've tried to burn the house down already. And well, you yourself yes. suggested we grab weapons to come down oh, here. That is true. But I have a feeling that this split in the community that you've spoken of, that they're more, they're more, they, they, if they feel you are a threat, that's what I'm concerned. If, and I don't think you investigating is going to be a threat to them. Probably just tell us to leave the community to get out. That is what that is what we want. All right, are we back to the cottage yet? Yes, you're back to the. You can be back to the cottage now. Yes. Um, I sort of glance over at everyone else. If you'd like, I can. We should probably start packing everything we can, if, and then head, take everything with us, to uh, Mrs. Brown's and call to, from from there. Not to carry that far. No, we'll microscopes just microscopes and equipment we'll, and. And you can't carry all that. One of one of us can carry can call and uh and the rest of us can wait here. He can come and pick us up right here. The two of us can go and call. I was about to yeah, say I, I would feel 
I would feel better if two went to make their call. I would like to stay here and write this all up in a letter and mail it um, so that if, God forbid, something happens to us all, university will get the information and they can come and cleanse this area. <laughs> All right. And please, Pastor Dahl, I know you have your own home, but um, I would not feel right having you alone tonight. You've spoken oh. with us, you might get in trouble. Uh, well, you are probably right. I, I let's. My, my thought is this: the concern I have is. The concern I have is that this continues. I don't want to see this continue the way things have been going. I, I would like to see change, but I don't know how to affect change. I don't know how to ch make ch changes. Perhaps speaking to the mayor, your good friend, that may be the way to go. He can advise us. Maybe he can come and, and help and bring us, bring some sense to the community. If we told him all that you know and all that we've seen, and he listens to you and he listens to me, Maybe we should contact him and ask him to, to come. Right. Well, to be fair, I think if we want change, we need to get out of this community and out of the communication circle of the community. I know we've, we've, we've said that, but I don't know. I, I'm kind of at a point where I'm not sure who to trust. Um, Agreed. If, let's if, walk down the road and give the mayor a call. I'll go. Um, I would like somebody who knows how to use one of the weapons to accompany me. <laughs> I'll come with you. I'll come with you. Right. I'm going to write detailed okay. letter. Um, Solomon and Ingrid, what, what are you going to be doing? I'm going to at least start packing. You know, not just my things, but like all the lab equipment and samples, bindings, rates, or transport. Okay. Uh, I'll do the same, but I'll say every, honestly, minute, minute or two, just kind of peer out the windows, look mm -hmm. around, mm -hmm. see if I see anything in the shadows. Doors okay. are locked, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, the house smells like smoke. It's very smoky as you're working. It's actually quite irritating. You're, you, you open the windows, but you lock the doors. You want the wind. And there is a wind picking up. And um, you do hear you know, the sound of the wind. And it is getting cloudy. This, it's starting to move across the stars. But the people are still outside for an hour or so, singing their songs, having their fires, uh, just like the night before. And as you uh, you're packing away, you don't you don't you don't nobody comes to the house that you see. There's no noises outside other than the sound of crickets because it's it's a little little warmer than the night before. Um, so that's so the, nothing really of note while they're walking to the house. Uh, so uh, Professor Delacour and Professor Fontenot are walking to the Brown House. Takes you about, you know, I think it was like 10, 15 minutes to walk down there. Uh, it's very dark. Uh, you, you do take a lantern with you. Um, mm -hmm. It's up to you if you use it. The moon is hidden now. It's, it's not bright and it's certainly not a lit road. No, I'll carry the lantern for sure. Okay. As you approach the house, you see that uh, the lights are still on and, and the upstairs. The upstairs rooms there they're not uh, they're not downstairs um the wind is picking up and the storm is picking up though so you do uh you you do you do know that it's going to rain soon you you reach the house what do you mm -hmm. do 
knock on the door. Okay. About a couple of minutes later, you hear the sound of someone, someone shuffling down the stairs and uh, her husband comes to the door. He says, Oh, you're back. Can I help you? And he notices you're carrying a shotgun. He says, What's is, is something wrong? Well, um, long story short, I think we've outstayed our welcome, or at least we we're not feeling so welcome. And uh, we're hoping to use your phone to call the mayor and ask for uh, transport out of town as soon as possible. Oh, of course, of course. He says, come into our sitting room. And there's like Thank the you. telephone in the sitting room, like the one phone in the house sitting by a chair and a little table. He says, you'll have to... That you have to contact the operator, of course. Do you, do you know you know the number? Do I know the number? If here he's got a little paper because yeah. they, they they work for the mayor. He says, please go ahead, please go ahead. I'll, I'll leave it you to it. And he leaves the room and goes to the kitchen to make a cup of tea or something. Mm, thank you. And I'll call the call the mayor. Okay, the operator puts you through. About two seconds. The operator puts you through, and uh, it rings. And it rings and it rings. And finally, you hear the, the mayor, the mayor's voice. He says, Please, hello? Hello? Yes. Hello, mayor. It's uh, Professor Delacour. Um, cut through the chase. There, there is definitely something wrong in your community here. Um, we'll save all the details for when hopefully you arrive this evening yet still to pick us up. We would really like to leave. Oh, and I'll I'll tell them about the fire and uh, just the over the kind of the sense of dread that's starting to creep in on us. Oh my, yes, yes. I will. I, I I'll I'll see what I can do. I have to. I have to. I have to. My wife is not feeling well this evening. I'll see if I can. I'll see if I can. Okay, just just hang tight. Perhaps um, stay at at Jesse's house if you need to. I assure her that I've, I will, I will, she, she knows that I already speak for you. Um, and if you need to feel free to go there or stay at the cottage and I will, I will endeavor to be there shortly. Thank you. And I'll, uh, I'll tell professor Fontenot the, I'll relay everything that, that happened on the phone call. I don't think, feel like uh, leaving everyone there currently. I'd at least like to go back and, Oh, certainly, certainly. I think we should go back and tell them, and then maybe, maybe he had a good idea of us us coming down here and possibly spending the night. I just, I hate to Im- impose. Let's see what everyone else thinks. But yes, yes, definitely, a good idea. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll tell um, what I I forget what's the husband's name. Mr. Brown, yeah. Mr. Mr. Brown, Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Brown. Um, yeah, we'll we'll tell Mr. Brown that we we could potentially be back yet again this evening, but um, he should he should expect the the mayor or somebody from the mayor's office to be coming to pick us up soon. Oh, 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 yes. If if you're having trouble, that it makes perfect sense that the mayor could possibly send either either he will come or he'll send a, a driver. Um, to, to come assist yes i'm sorry we don't have a vehicle we only have our bicycles and we walk we we tend to call for everything our nephew comes once every month um ab- about the bicycles and uh, like inform them that the uh the community has destroyed their bikes 
That was the, their bikes, right? It was, yes. The yeah. community, the community destroyed the, why would they do that? Uh, the same reason I assume they set our house on fire for. The house, the house, and his wife comes rushing down the stairs and she's all upset. What about what happened to the house? How badly is it damaged? It's a minor um, fire. Yeah, minor fire, you know, van, more of a vandalism than anything else. But I think the, the communication or what they're trying to communicate at least was relatively clear. Oh, oh, it's terrible. It's terrible. She she says, well, just, just, oh, I'll be there in the morning to clean up what I can, but still, and in the meantime, yes, feel free. If you wish to come here, we'll make space for you all. Thank you. Thank you. I suppose we'll um, make haste back to the, the mayor's cottage. Okay. The wind is really picking up in the, in the short time that you've been there and a fairly large storm is brewing. Uh, you do hear rumbling off in the distance towards the, east east um over the lake in that general direction and you do see the occasional flash flash of lightning and hear thunder seconds you know many many seconds later rumbling so it is coming your way you you get back to the cottage before the rain hits but just as you pull it just as you come in the front door and you shut the door behind you the rain pelts down on the side of the roof in the building you can hear it's it's coming down quite quite heavily now We'll probably be here until the mayor comes. I'm not getting out in that, but I don't think anyone else is going to get out in it to come here to us, aside from the mayor. So positive. positive. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll tell everybody what what happened. The uh, the Brown household. They seem just as surprised. That is good, at least. Yeah, I, I, they're not a part of this community, so they I think they would be surprised by that. Yeah. I'm just glad that he's coming. But it, just to be safe, we uh, should probably confirm whatever vehicle comes that it is, in fact, the mayor, yes? Well, we, we met his car. We know yeah, his we, car. We know, we know him. Um, did you say that we were going to meet him at uh, their house or here? Well, I, I assume that if we're not there, they'll stop there first. And then if we're not there, they'll come here. This might actually be the first, depending on yeah. the distance and where he's coming from. We did. This is actually the first on the road. Yeah. Like this would be we first. Give him a firm be, answer, so. But he did suggest you go to the house. But, you know, if he sees lights on, maybe, you know. So and we're, we're still putting our stuff together, too. So. Yeah. It takes you, you know, the better part of an hour to quickly quickly pack all your things together uh you get everything packed you remember the last time when he drove you before it was in good weather just shy of an hour for him to arrive so an hour passes nothing well he's driving he did say his wife was sick yeah and it's raining like cats and dogs outside in the middle of the night as well yeah, and then these country roads, they muck up with mud, you get stuck. I hope he's okay. Yeah, I hope he's not stuck. But we'll just be patient and we'll wait. If you guys want to get some shut eye and sit on the couch or whatever. Yeah, I'm, I don't I don't remember if my room was upstairs, but I'll I'll be sleeping on the floor downstairs if it is. Yes, I'm I'm not sleeping up there with all that smoke. <laughs> I'll sit here and read. Yeah, I'll, I'll do the same, probably. Yeah. Okay. 
another hour passes. It's now close to midnight. Mm. The lights are all the the bonfires are all out now. Of course, the rain is coming down just like crazy, and uh, there's lightning all around, and uh, the wind is whistling. The smoky smell it, it's kind of dissipating just because of the wind, but uh, it's it's certainly uh, you do notice that there's a sound of dripping because in the you know, the, the area where the rain occurred, it may have, you know, burned through with a little bit of the wall and there's some water leaking in, but nothing, nothing serious, nothing significant. It's now midnight. You're, you're all getting tired, but you're anxious. Well, I hope so. Like this. Yeah. Well, may have decided just not to try out in this weather. Might show up in the morning. Yeah. yeah we might be here till morning. There'd be no way for us to know if he's stuck on the road anyway. I think I might try to just stretch out and just just relax. close my eyes for a little bit. Yep. Okay. Um, is anybody actively trying to not stay, not go to sleep? Yeah. I'll make some coffee. Try and stay up. Okay. Morning. I can sleep uh, in the car ride home. Yeah. <laughs> my thought too. Um, it gets to one in the morning, two in the morning. There's still no there's still no vehicle. And if you're planning to stay up longer, you'd need to make a constitution roll to see how successful you are at staying okay. awake. Yeah, eventually I'm just like, whatever. You know, I sleep, but I sleep with my rifle next to me. Let's say I got a 49 out of 50, so I'm kind of... You're like, and you keep turning back pages because you read a whole page, but you didn't read it. <laughs> Let's say I got a 91 out of 55, so I just... You just you you're just sitting up and you out. Um, so I'll I'll just say, the evening continues until morning. No car arrives. Uh, the rain does stop sometime around dawn, and the sun comes out. It's a beautiful bright day. There's not a cloud in the sky, and uh, with that, there's a knock at the door. Get it. Uh, so I get up and I walk over there. And probably that wakes people up. But I yep, yeah, the creaking of the floor. The <laughs> you open up the door. <clears throat> there are two young girls standing in the door. They are in traditional Scandinavian Swedish clothing, and they have a tray. And on the tray are some baked goods. Oh, and they say good morning. We we welcome you to the festival of in Karuna today. Please feel free to attend the community hall at 9, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. They argue for a minute. It's 10, 10, 10. If you wish, we will be having games throughout the day. We will be having food throughout the day. And this evening, a gigantic bonfire. And she says, I really like it. It's wonderful. I only had it seen it once in my life. She says, it's so big. They built it all day. It's bigger than a house. Nice. Are those for us? They are. And there's, there's more than enough for each of you to have more than one. They're baked goods. They're beautifully baked. The cardamom buns. They're warm still. Well, maybe we'll see you at the festival. Yeah, Please yeah. do. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> they said the community hall. Is that the building we went to last night? I, I'm the assuming we would yeah, do that. No, no, no. Um, the church slash community hall okay. is near different, where you were. You had to go much farther past it to the west. 
I always have to think Got I'm it. looking north. Um, to the west. So you had to go farther west, the far end of the community to find these buildings at the end of the way end of the road, like an actual traveled road that's not part of the road system you saw. Uh, the bonfire is not there. Um, and now that you look out into the, into the uh, off the, the deck, you can see that they must have been building it all night. It's this, it's as big as a house. It's this pyramid of, of logs and branches and sheaths of wheat at the bottom to help start it and it's 20 feet tall five little stakes sticking out of it <laughs> shaped like a man you can see inside um, its head no none of it is wet no it's wet. It, it, it rained all night it's wet but these are big logs i mean yeah. the, the, the sheaths of wheat they're still you can actually see people still placing them so they've obviously you know the way big wood they're not so worried about but the the tin, tinder as it were is, well, uh, it's the nice gasoline try. hits it, it'll go up. Mm-hmm. It's going. Oh my God, I didn't sleep at all. I read this crazy story called In the Mountains of Madness. Hmm. Um, I want one of those cinema buns. Well, they're baked at least. Yep, they're definitely yeah, I look baked. At them and-, and I'm like, I wonder if the mayor will be at the uh, activities today. I almost want to check in on. The browns, see if they're all right, if nothing else. I mean, it's not a far walk. You could go check, but it's kind of no muddy. Should be going alone. Put yeah. You, put your glasses on. I can go with you. Thank you. There you were boots coffee. upstairs. Just by the yeah. way, there, there were actually boots upstairs. You remember, if neither of you have boots, hunting boots. Grab those. I'll put, I'll put some coffee on. Okay. You're going to so walk just, down to the Browns, though? Just really, really quickly, just to you know, let them know, sorry we didn't come in, you know, with, with the rain and all. And we give the mayor another call. Yeah, yeah. good idea. Okay. You, you go down, you walk down the house. It's only a 15-minute walk while the others are getting up and eating some cardamom buns, perhaps, or making coffee or thinking about eating the cardamom buns. And you get to the, the house. There's nobody there. Would they be? The door- no, would they be here by now normally? You aren't quite sure. You don't know what they what their daily routine is, but they're not there. Didn't uh, the door's did locked? By the Jessie way, Jesse, say that she was going to try and come up first thing in the morning. Yes, to, to clean cl- to clean up the uh, ooh, to clean up the uh, the damage from the fire. Yes. Mm. Doors are locked. No, any signs of. We'll take a quick lap around the house and see. Yeah, the, you, you walk around the house. The windows are all you know, shut, except for some upstairs windows that are open just to crack to let in some fresh air. Uh, the doors are solid. Um, the dog is outside. They have a dog they tie up outside in the yard during the day. It has its little dog house and a long lead. And it's outside. It seems happy to see you, but it's got a bowl of food and water. Well, it's eaten its food. There's a little bit of food left. And it's got a big bowl of water to drink. So it's All been right. put it's been put out. They're just not home. That would feel a little bit better if the dog was in good spirits. Good point. Uh, any windows or anything? Just look in and Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You you can look in the windows. They're they're shut. Probably latched or they're you know, you can try to open one if you wanted. Uh, there doesn't appear to be anything out of out of out of the ordinary. All right, we'll head back. 
I feel at least a little better, but yeah, still, still, my my nerves are a bit fried. The fact that Jesse said she would be here in the morning, but take seems like I take her at her word for most most yes. things. But well, so let's let, let them know and see see what we what happens. So we're heading back. Okay, you head back. Um, you arrive back. Everybody's still, you know, waking up, having coffee, having so buns. Yep. As a we come in and. You know, it's baked, so I, I know it's safe. Grab a bun, take a bite, and say, so we didn't see the Browns when we got there this morning. From the looks of it, they may have just gone out. The dog was out. It had its food. It, 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 it was in rather good spirits. So I would presume things are all right, but after the events of last night, I'm a little twitchy. <laughs> yeah, don't presume anything. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine the Brown families on this community's radar at all, though. I mean, well, it's sure also it's a big, about. it's a big festival day, so maybe they're they got roped into you know putting tablecloths on tables, and I guess I'm just the paranoid one here. Maybe they're in. Although, if someone was going to attack the Browns, they wouldn't feed the dog, would they? Or they're in on it. With Mayor's in on it. At the bottom of the bonfire. Mm. I think we've all become a little paranoid. I think so, too. I know I am. They could have, just... if they came for the Browns in the middle of the night, they would have come for us in the middle of the night. Right? Hmm. You would think. Unless they're in on this it. festival. Well, we're still waiting for the mayor, and we can't get a hold of him. We can't knock the door. We What's can't. That? There's a knock at the door. There's a knock at the door. I will open uh, the door. Yeah. Okay. Two young boys, same age as the girls. They look like they're twins in traditional Scandinavian Swedish garb, and they have two urns. One is an urn of milk. They say we offer you the gift of milk. And one is an urn of hot coffee. And he's, he's wearing a glove. And he goes, hot coffee. Puts it down. He says, please, enjoy yourselves. And please greet, come see us at the festival. And he says, 10, 10. 10 o'clock is the breakfast. Thank you very much. Goodbye they, now. They, they say, do you need anything? They, we, we get, we, we, there's nobody else we have to invite. Oh no, we're 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 very we're very good. Thank you. Okay, You've been very helpful. Thank you very much. Okay. Oh, and the Browns are there if you are looking for them. Oh, we, in, we invited oh. the Browns this year. Oh, um, our, well, our neighbors. Thank you, thank you very much for the for that uh, information. You're being quite uh, industrious. Uh, we shall see you there if if we can. All right. Yes. And they skip off and they kick and one shoves the other into, into the bushes and he gets mad and gets out. They chase each other. Just two teenage, you know, 12-year-olds. As soon as they're gone, I shut the door. And I'm like, how did they know? How did they know what? How did they know we were asking about the Browns? What time of day is it? <clears throat> eight o'clock. It was on the dot of eight. Mm. They knocked at the door. How much you want to the bet clock the, went the festivities dong, dong. 
How much do you want about the festivities? Don't start at 10 o'clock. That's just when they want us to show up. You're saying we show up early? Or not show up at all. That's what I was about to say. You can have a festival of giant babies. (laughs) 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 That is strange. They mentioned the Browns, though. Very young. How would they know? They're very, these are children. How would they know? Why would they feel the need to tell us that? That just seems strange. But now I'm a little, if we're concerned for the brown safety, it might be something we should go look into. I'm more concerned for our safety than I am for the browns. The browns can handle Yeah, I'm a froggy. Well, but if we go and the browns are safe and sound, then it's just all paranoia, right? But if we, well, yeah, I mean. If the Browns are safe and sound, that doesn't discount everything else that we've encountered. All right. Here's here's the thing. I mean, you got to think it through. They can't really do anything to us. People know if we're they here. Did some, if they did something to us, yeah, the university knows we're here. They're not going. They're going to have everything from the FBI to the, you know, I don't know, National Guard to send on their town if you, uh, something happens to us. You wrote that letter, right? Yes, Last it did. Night? Where can we post it? There's well, a mailbox down in the town. Do, just, is the post delivered to people at their houses? Yes, it is. Yes, there's every, every the house, the Browns house, this cottage, there's a little mailbox at the end of the driveway. I'm going to walk to the nearest post a box not even our own and stick it in there because the postman will just pick it up not I mean, the postman doesn't read every piece of mail that he grabs so he'll just take it and it'll go make sure make sure to pick one that's flag is up to be picked up yeah of course the post might not go out today because they're having a big festival it's it, it you you it probably will you think because it is a not a holiday for the area it's only this this community so they'll probably pick it up well, do you guys want to walk into town i don't think a walk would hurt anything to at least right. observe what's going on as long as we're all together yeah and yeah, i'll just i'll put it in the mail i'll put it in the post box in town next week <laughs> all right um, you're going to put it in the Browns post box, or are you going to go? I think we're going to take a walk into town. Oh, okay. When I get it at town, I'll put it in a, a public oh. post box on the street. There, there, there's oh, a few. one at town hall or the community there's, center. Yeah. There's one at the community center. There's definitely one at the crossroads when you first reached the town you saw, right. and there's one at the other end of the farm. I end. perhaps would feel a bit better if we put it in one that perhaps they wouldn't, have, they might not see initially. I'll do it covertly. I think that if it's in if it's in a public box, they're going to think twice before they violate the law by breaking into a US post box. But they might take it out of somebody else's box. So okay. So you walk into town and as you're you leap, I, I'm assuming are you all going? 
Yes. Our stuff's Are next you? to the door so that we can. You're ready to. Right. I'm not bringing the gun for the record because that. No. Seems no. That was next question, <laughs> not because I was no. thinking, "Oh, goody." It was just I wanted to know if you're walking right. into town. Yeah, no, that, that seems very hostile. No, <laughs> you're, 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 to my hip. <laughs> you're just marching into town, packing heat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Um, which nowadays isn't unheard of in some places. So you uh, you you go down the hill, down into the valley, and you can see the people are all dressed in their. That not just their Sunday best, in their Swedish Sunday best. They're all in traditional clothing, and everyone is talking to one another. Um, even without a perception role, you do note that there is still the, the slight schism, as you as it were, in that there are still some people who are talking only to specific others. But generally, everyone seems to be in a festive mood. You walk to the center of town, you're able to find the post box that is the most easily accessible, and you can slip it in without notice because people are just not paying attention to you mailing a letter. They're not looking for that, but they do see you. And some wave and some say hello, and some the younger kids come over and look at you and they say, Whoa, you're, how are you? Are you in, you're here for the festival? And you walk around for a bit, um, but where are you heading? Are you going to head to the bonfire area? Are you going to head to where the food? There's a tent over by the community hall where there's the, the breakfast is being set up for people. Um, I kind of like to see the big bonfire, what they're planning. Okay. Okay. Excellent. Uh, they've just laid out this red path is really just a path of they, they on the the, like the the grounds are either grassy grounds or it's in some cases like out here it's fields that have been plowed under and they've created a nice flat path with some some leaves or some bark or just whatever they could find to make it like a, a, a without putting gravel down that's permanent and it's this nice path that meanders through the town and through the through the fields with a little bit of a step over and a step over when you come to each of the fence lines uh, where they exist and in each of the little areas, little round areas, there's a little display of traditional Swedish things. Like they just, you know, things they, they, they revere. They're, they're, there's something about their families or something about the towns where they come from back home. Just little displays and things about how the harvest. And in some places like this one here, you see someone has put in a really giant bunch of carrots. And over here, someone has also put a really giant squash it's kind of like a like a miniature farm uh like fair like a fall fair kind of thing where they're putting on displays of their favorite produce and in this area here where i put the star it's really just to indicate where it's located it is a giant bonfire i'm gonna close this off for now it is a giant bonfire that is 20 feet tall pointed like it's just they've just sort of piled things around 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 to a point there's one big stick sticking out the top that there must have been a central pole that they drove into the ground you think to pile things around and off to the side there is a uh, a, a wagon and the wagon is covered with tarps many many tarps many many tarps covering something up off in the distance away from the fire and it's all along, around the bottom, they've got um, these babies. All around the bottom, they've got uh, those sheaths of wheat jammed in so they can start the fire when the time comes. And yes, there's a small can of gasoline in case they have trouble. What's under the tarp? Do we see the browns? Um, you haven't yet. No. 
Um, are there lots of people mingling around the bonfire? Are they still building the bonfire? They're making, there's some people there putting finishing touches where they're hanging like laurels of flowers that have been woven together into chains around the base of it. They're making it very decorative. They're just with natural ingredients. Natural natural things like plants and such and dried leaves and twigs and stuff. So is there anybody over by the, the tarp covered cart? There's one old guy sitting on a chair a little ways away from it. He's, you know, carving something and then whittling away at a stick with a pocket knife or something with a pipe in his mouth. I'm going to pretend like I'm looking, admiring the big giant car uh, uh, of bonfire, and I'm going to side over to where he is. Okay. And uh, as I get over there, I'll just say, so what's under the tarp? He says, oh, <laughs> you will be an outsider. No, he doesn't say that. Um, he says, hi, uh, <laughs> outlander. So he, he just says, oh, you're not used to our customs, are you? He says, well, no. I'll tell you if you're, if you're really interested in the old yes. days. In the olden times, when we had a great harvest or a good harvest, a good, a good, a good year, we would have a bigger than usual bonfire. And as you can see by this one, it's bigger than we've had in many years. We didn't even have one last year. There's nothing to be thankful for. And in the old days, in the old days, and this is just a tradition we carry on. In the old days, we would thank the gods of the forest and the gods of the land for providing this 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 bounty. And they had to share in the bounty too. And he walks over to the tarp and he says, you can take a peek. And he lifts up the edge for you to see. And inside you see what looks like white logs. And they're very, like, very long white logs. And you look a little closer and you smell something, something you recognize. It's the smell of meat. And inside, you realize what you're looking at is bones. It's animal bones with still meat on them in some cases. And he says, got to keep it covered up so it doesn't smell too bad before it gets to the fire at night time. He says, that's why we call it a bone fire. You guys call it a bonfire. That's where the word comes from. Oh. Well, it should smell good once they start cooking. Oh, it does. It does. And the marrow. Oh, the marrow. If there's any, if the gods leave any for you to eat, you can, you can try it yourself. And he laughs. Sure about that, but... <laughs> the gods won't show up. Well, thank you. Thank you. I'll see you Hi. when the fire starts. Um, I'm kind of curious though, the flowers and plants that they're decorating this bonfire with, mm-hmm. do I notice that it's any, that these, that these plants are any bigger than they should be? Um. Yeah, actually, like you see daisies, um, things, you know, just your standard, standard fall flowers that last into the fall. They're bigger than normal. Yeah. Like a, a flower this big is now this big. It's not, they're not giant friggin', not sunflowers the size of, you know, people, but it could be. Okay. But nothing that looks wild. Oh, nothing alive. <laughs> right. No. So, right. and I tell everybody, See, so it's it's a bunch of bones, animal bones. They, they. I guess maybe that's where the word bonfire comes from. It's really bone fire. They throw those on something for the gods. Does that ring any bells? I do have contact with old Swedish, uh, Swedish immigrants. Um, I would say that 
you don't have to roll for that. You heard the term, you heard them say bonfire, and you just thought they were mispronouncing the word. You know, I grew up around a lot of Swedish immigrants and they, well. This is starting to feel more and more like nothing at all. That we've just been paranoid. Especially if the old man there just let you see what it was. I mean. I almost jumped out of my seat right now because of Roy. What's that behind Roy Delacour off in the woods? I know. He tur- every time he turns his head, there's this creepy figure in the background. I saw that a while ago. I'm like, don't react. Don't react. I I'm on camera. Reacted. Maybe he is outside. Undeniably, yep. something strange is going on here, but I think the animosity towards us is just an outsider's thing, not necessarily some. Maybe. I think we'll be fine. They stick together, and I think we'll be all right. Hopefully, we'll find the mayor. The mayor will show up. That see if we can right. find. Let's see if we can find our neighbors. Walk around town, put our yep. head in places. And... Yeah, sure. It's it's um it is getting close to the time, and people are starting to flock towards the tent. Um, is there hooch visible? Food. Also, <laughs> hooch. Yeah, like, do they have hooch. some sort of some some local spirit that they make up some Swedish back backwater gin they have uh, at the festival? Yeah. Un- unfortunately, <laughs> this isn't Norway, or you might have there. There might be a possibility of aquavit, but other than that, is it, if you if you were to ask around. You might find something, yes. <laughs> I, I think I would because at this point my nerves are shot and I would like uh <laughs> it's like if I see any old timers like pull a bottle out of their jacket or anything, I'm like, hey, yeah. It's it's a little early, but let's just say that as it approaches noon, you you would definitely see that. Yeah, especially right. in this this situation. People are starting to flock towards the tent, however, their tables set out in the tent, the sides are open. It's a beautiful sunny fall day. Uh, you can smell apple pies. You can smell pastries. Uh, there's coffee. There's drinks. There's juices. Whatever, whatever. There's all kinds of food that is breakfast related and traditional and non-traditional foods. Uh, as you approach it, you're all looking around. And yes, you do see the Browns. They're sitting with the pastor. We possibly see Pastor Fred somewhere. Ah, you. The funny thing is, I can't remember what happened to him. He was with you, and then he just kind of. Um, he, he was staying with us at our place. Yeah, let's we, just say we, he we slept did. in. He okay. slept in. He said, "I'll meet you there." I had a rough night, but yes, he 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 arrives too, and he's wandering around, but he's looking a little distraught. Um, he's concerned. He he looks over at the bonfire, and you see him over in the distance, looking at it and looking at the wagon, and having a discussion with the guy at the wagon because he's just. He's not really into the old things. He 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 see has connotations of uh, pantheism that just don't don't settle with him as a pastor. Not okay with the pagans, is he? Not so much. No. Well, it's a it's a matter of protocol. Should a Christian pastor be associating with people having a pagan festival? You know. Yeah, whether he approves or not, it's still. Anyway, um, I guess you know maybe we're all just a little paranoid. I, I, I'm, I'll have some breakfast. Okay. 
you can certainly select cooked food if that's the a question anyone has. Yeah. There are cooked foods, there are fresh fruits. There are, there's coffee, there's tea, there's water, there's milk, all kinds of things. I mean, if you think about it, what we're here to do is to find out what's making things bigger and possibly to exploit it if it's perfectly safe. We don't know that it's, well, we do know that it's making babies big. Might be a combination of environmental factors. It may not just be the food. The food may be safe enough to ship out. We just don't know. And it might also be something that they can isolate and make into a fertilizer that makes the plants grow, but not the babies. Still, I am going to stick to the... uh, This is not me talking out loud. Uh, Despite all this, I'm going to stick to the cooked food. And if if that was just some pranky teenagers doing that last night, maybe there's the hostility that we imagine isn't really here. We get that sense of like people staring us down like we have in the past here as well. As you mentioned this, now that you're starting to look around for it, yes, not everybody in the community, of of course, but there is a certain subsector of the community who is off to the sides they may they they're eating food they're not you know not eating they're they're drinking but they're they're certainly staying in their own little groups and they're watching you they're watching some people who are the more jovial the more normal acting people they're watching them uh they're watching the children uh you do see actually now that you're paying attention you see some kids running off in the general direction off you know towards where that house was and the uh, thing and the men call after them and bring them back. Uh, Yeah. It's just that you definitely see that there's still the split and you're still being watched. Mm -hmm. Um, And a little while later, as it gets closer to you're finishing your food, it's getting close to 11 or so um, a car drives down and who arrives, but the mayor. Excellent. And he pulls up and he pulls his car into like someone's driveway and he says, do you mind? And they, no, no. And he walks over and he says, oh, I'm so sorry, everyone. My, uh, my, my wife? wife was not well. She was not well. Um, she's better this morning. I had to call the doctor. Uh, and with the storm, I just wasn't able to, and I wasn't able to get a hold of you. There's no way to, to phone yeah. you. I'm sorry. I should really have a phone installed at the cottage. We, uh, we figured it was that. So have you had breakfast? You enjoying yourself? Yes, delicious. Very generous community. I looked at the fire. That seems it seems a little irritating. I'm going to find out who did that, or at least try. Um, oh yes, uh, Pastor Fred, ex-Pastor Fred, said that it was teenagers. No. So, Interesting. What, um, what is involved in this festival, Mayor? Is it just the, the giant bonfire is lit? Is there something else to it? It's it's a f- it's like a fall fair, an autumn fair, a farmer's fair you'd have in any small community. They have games. They have you any points. You know, they have the horseshoes, and they have some other games that are similar. They have contests for strength, you know, the, the, the rope-pulling thing, the tug-of-war thing. He describes a number of games and events that occur. There's a contest for the largest vegetables, which he laughs. He goes, it's going to be a fun day for that. Um, but yeah, the, the best, the best cattle, you know, the, the usual things. And it's definitely turning into that. You see there are definite, there's definitely areas in the, in the fields that have been roped off 
and you see an area where there's some really big cows. And then there's another area where not, not all cows are big. I mean, there's some cows and there's some, a few really big ones. There is uh, an area where there's chickens, you know, they're groomed and just cared for. It's, it's a typical fall fair. Um, Mayor, we need to talk to you a little bit in private. Do you have like 20 minutes? Of course, of course. So he said, he just says, um, um, he points over at like a, a little tent that's being used to store chairs. He goes, we can go over there if you'd like. Yeah. All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to go over there and tell him everything that we think and suspect. Um, Are you all and- going? Oh, yeah. Uh, I am. Yeah, I yeah. am. And we'll tell him okay. that that's the big kind of the reason why we want out of here. I'm well, sorry. do we tell him everything? Like the big, the large children, everything? I think, think we so, need to. Mm-hmm. He is the mayor of this place. They we sound- don't need to. We don't need to tell him that Pastor Fred showed us the babies. Okay. Yeah, we no, don't want to get him any being, further. Right. And also, I just remembered he also put on his note to his brother that something was wrong. So. Right. Okay. We also think there's something wrong. There's definitely a distinction between some people and other people. Absolutely. Is uh well, this is all being like told to the mayor. Does he seem to be genuinely surprised by any of it, or does he seem like he might be acting, or like what what is his response to being told all this stuff? Do you have a psychology role or something? I do. Please make that. Let's see. So. We are telling him what we suspect that there's something from a meteorite that's gotten into the soil. Ah, that is a 24 out of 40. Okay. You get mixed reaction from him. He doesn't seem surprised at some of the things you're telling him. Um, Did you say you mentioned the large children or you didn't? Yeah, we will, but we won't mention that Pastor Fred showed us. You don't, you don't mention Pastor Fred. Okay. No. So he, the, the, he doesn't, he seems like, Oh, really? Oh, like he's kind of putting it on a little bit. But when you mention this, the children, he goes beyond that and he, he becomes a little bit worried. You can see an apprehensive look on him and not just a, Oh my gosh, that's a terrible thing. More of a, Oh, like that's not something he expected you to tell him. Like we weren't supposed to find that out. It's hard to read. It's hard to read, but you do get the, the sense that the rest of it, he was like, oh, oh, you've investigated that. You've heard, oh, yes, okay, that's good to know, good to know, good news. And then when you told him that, it changed his attitude a bit. Hmm. We think it's something in the soil, something in the water. We're finding a very odd-looking bacteria and things. Um, now, all of this might be in some way, uh, once science gets a hold of it, to exploit it in order to increase it so that your crops grow. But it needs to be tested to make sure. I mean, there's some studies that show that like children from less, uh, less abundant countries tend to be small, and when they come to the United States and they eat an abundance of food, they grow taller. 
So it could just be something like that. But obviously science, you want us to isolate what it is that's causing the growth and make sure that it's safe. And oh, yes, yes. Well, I, I, I do have a background in biology as well to a point I didn't. I, not like my brother. Oh, certainly yeah. not like my brother. So the um, is there's something here, and we can't isolate it. We just. Well, so you say this is a good thing, then? Well, I say it could be a good thing. We just want to make sure there's no side effects or bad bad parts to it. This this is this is good news. This is good news. I, I must be honest with you. There were others here before who were looking into this. Not not at my behest, though. I gave them permission and I gave them information. They were much more concerned they were much more put off by this and i think they rubbed the locals the wrong way mm. they left they left and i don't know where they went but I, I i just know they took a boat and they left um they stole a boat well, stole a I, boat hmm. i don't know they, they were young young people hunger is a global crisis if we can use this in a way to you know help the greater good then this is this is definitely a good thing but i do agree with froggy it does need to be tested and just because something is toxic it, it's toxic at a, at a certain level but at a lower level it might be perfectly harmless that um, is what most medicines are made of these days you know i mean many yeah. things that we use to treat illnesses in larger quantities would be considered poisons so hmm. And certainly, if you find out that there is something that's harming the children, you'll want to have them, you know, hold off on. I don't. We still don't know whether it's drinking the water or eating the produce or, or anything. But hmm. interesting. Got, well, I'm glad to hear some, your You've also got some dangerous stuff in the woods because of this growth. So. Oh oh oh. Well, that's that's something we perhaps we should deal with ourselves. We don't want. We don't want people being harmed. Um, and at that moment, when he says, we don't want people being harmed, you hear a scream. <clears throat> and on the other side of the tent, you hear a woman screaming. And then you hear another woman screaming and a man saying, what is that? And you, you rush over and you see what happened is one of the children from the house has gotten loose and has wandered off towards the, 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 the crowd and people are panicking. People now, like the, people, the regular people. The, the that's people. a big baby. Is that's the baby naked baby. because they don't have clothes big enough for the baby? <laughs> it's got like a tight tablecloth tied around it, like for a diaper. Mm. No, they, they've, they've, they've managed to fashion some kind of, you know, passable clothing. They're, crafts people uh but yeah the baby is is wandering this way and it's wandered down the road and there's people screaming and then you see some of the men the um the ones that were watching the kids and telling watching everybody and keeping an eye on you as well they rush over and they they're to, two of them are trying to pick up the baby and the baby's fighting and screaming and, and they're picking it up and hauling it off and uh into one of the nearby houses and uh, carefully, like they're not harming it by any means. And you see people are standing up from the tables and moving away and people are, are, they don't know what to do. Like there's two groups. There's people who are just like, everything's fine. And then there's the other group that's like, what was that? 
Well, Mayor, I think you're up. This is not good. This is not good. He says, uh, he rushes over and it, he says, well, I, he says, well, I'll go to the house. I'll go to the house. So he goes over to the house and you see him go inside and he shuts the door behind and uh, people, people are concerned. There's people wondering whether they should leave, whether they should flee. And then you see some people just big baby eating their food like nothing. <laughs> like it was just something you see every day. Handle this? What's the pastor doing? The, the pastor's actually moving towards the stage. Okay. And the pastor climbs the stage. And after a few minutes, he, he manages to get people to calm down, listen to him. And he puts on a speech of, please understand people that, that sometimes things happen in life. And we, we, we try to keep things from frightening people. And this child was born to, and he gives the names, of the parents, he says, and they've been caring for it along with others. And uh, we just, we, we didn't want to frighten people, but we assure you the baby is healthy. The baby is, is strong and it will be a member of our community someday, a, a strong member of our community. And remember our ancestors. It's not like we didn't have large, shall we say, giants in our ancestry. We, we lived with them back then many, many hundreds of years ago some 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 were on our side in in the battles and he mumbles and he wanders in his thoughts and he kind of says everything's fine enjoy your day and he gets the off the bastard. stage that's a bit odd more Battles. more alarming to me though and i know i saw roy i saw your face light up when he said it the other investigators in that boat yeah that's not that's not right. I thought that Pastor Fred said that the mayor took them out there. Yeah, and then the mayor's saying he did he said they stole a boat, stole a boat and, disappeared. and didn't know what happened to him. His his story's not adding up, but at least the secret is now out and it cannot be pinned solely on us. I'm exactly. I lean forward and say I based on his reactions to what we were saying, I don't think any of it was much of a secret to him. I think he was keeping it a secret. But he mentioned that the previous investigators did not agree with him and some of the other, and then they go missing. I kind of realized that that might be a danger. That's why I promoted this as a positive. Exactly. I I, I called what you were doing. That's why I made the the poison comment. Uh, Might this be our opportunity while the mayor is in the house over there? Did he leave the keys in his car? Be in our house, like the house we're no, staying. No, no, no. Oh, he went. He's oh, just in a, a nearby house, the baby house. <laughs> he's at not, the baby. Not the, <laughs> not the baby house. Is, it's a regular in, house. He is incredibly distracted right now. Incredibly. Yeah, but do we want to steal his car? At this point, if it is steal his car or lose our lives, I can deal with uh, a, a little uh, theft. Have we? Have we really gotten anything that would make us think our lives are in danger, though? He None killed the previous The other though. investigators. That, that is, well, that's the, the only thing, is, thing is that, that stood out to you. Considering, you haven't been threatened. Considering the giant baby that just got loose, a lot of these people had a negative reaction. That would mean that they're not part of some conspiracy either. If they got rid of us, they'd have to get rid of them and they'd have to get rid of all the people that would show up wanting to know. So I suppose we stick around the people we saw had negative reactions to all of this. 
Or maybe we should go up to one of the ones that we think knows what's going on and just say, look, you might as well tell us what's going on. Yeah. I mean, what's going on? I mean, there's no hiding it now. Everyone knows. Right. If we could get someone to just tell us what it is, if, uh, it seems like they know, especially by the pastor's words, living with giants. Did they create this baby on purpose? Well, maybe it plays into their mythology. It could very well. Are giants in Swedish mythology? They are, there, yes. Yeah, okay. Giant, giant gnomes or trolls or whatever. Norse mythology is full of things like giants, elves, well, multiple kinds of giants, actually. Um, yeah. yeah, I thought they fought them. I didn't think they lived with them. Uh, it depends. Some were, some weren't. Um, I be- Actually, if I recall my mythology correctly, um, Loki's, well, it's, he's, it's said he had children with a giantess who well, wasn't um, particularly, yeah. well, when you read when you read Norse mythology too, it's kind of ambiguous. It'll say it'll talk about Thor, for instance, mm-hmm. and then it'll say he stood with one foot in the ocean and one foot on the mountains, which suddenly makes him seem like he must be astronomical in size. Mm-hmm. But then he's just a regular human being size. So which is it? It's like just the way they wrote it. <laughs> Although, who was it? I'm trying to remember in the mist. Who was it who had the chariot pulled by goats? Or Freya? Thor. No, Freya was cats. Like, wasn't it like Nasher and something? It's just, it, it, and Vixen, it, Cupid it, and it makes me think, <laughs> go figure, it was the goats that had the sort of more disfiguring mm. mutations and they were his pack animals. It's not unusual that it would play into their mythology. I mean, no. So what are you going to do? You're, you've, you're, are you going to go speak to people? I mean, people are, tr- after a while, people are calming down and the mayor does come out of the house and you can see they've, they're bundling the baby up in a blanket and they're helping, you know, they're walking the baby back through the fields, back towards the, the other house. They're patting it on the head, treating it well. Yeah, they just wrap it up in a sack and roll it up. I'd be curious to know what the the locals attribute to all of this. We we have a lot of theories. The water, the soil, this, that, the food. But I'd be curious to know what the locals think this is. Also, I I think we should keep the positive bend to it. Mm, I I agree. If they think we're on their side... We might be able to say we're going to go back to the university and we're going to write up a wonderful report on all this and you get just a stellar and shining review of what's happening in this community. And I think that's our safest bet. You know, I would love to probably speak with that child's parents. If nothing else, we can use the angle of whatever you did to raise such a strong strapping child, perhaps we can replicate this. Be careful. If we go too far, they'll know that we're just making, you know, so we're trying to get get an escape. Um, I want to walk up to somebody who I've got the strong suspicion that they're on the, uh, they're not, they're they're in the know. Um. And I'll, 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 I'm not like walking up in a confrontational way. I'm just sort of 
casually moving through the crowd and ending up next to them. Yep. Easy. And I think what I will say is not everybody understands the old ways and see if that gets their attention. I get it. I was giving you a, a chance. Oh. Um, he looks at you and he says, well, the old ways are just the old ways. We, we have our ways now. But sometimes, uh, sometimes we, uh, we find that there is wisdom in the old things. Hmm. Interesting way of looking at things. And he's still looking well, at you kind of like. Mm. What, uh, what do you think of the uh, rather large baby? Things grow big now sometimes. Bounty from the a blessing. Yes. Are you a, one of the farmers? You have one of the lots? Yes. Yes, I am. He, he um, tells you his name is. Oh, his name is Sture Erickson. Some great names. Fine, great old name. Yeah, Sture. Um, uh, you know who we are. We're from the university. Yes. yes. Um, and we hope you are not going to cause problems for us. We don't want to cause problems. We actually came to see if we could find out what it was that was making your bounty so hard. So uh, your uh, harvest such a bounty. Uh, if we can isolate it, we can spread it and we can make, I mean, there are people who are starving in the world. You know, if we could make people, if we could. His if we eyes could... light up at what you're saying. Mm -hmm. And he brings a friend over, one of his friends. He says, tell him what you just told me, please. Well, I said that we're here to uh, uh, identify and analyze the soil and so forth to see if we can find what it is. It's causing your bounty so that we can hopefully feed the world with it. His eyes light up. The other guy's eyes light up. They're like, this is a friend. And he brings you over to meet some others. And he says, and he repeats what you've said. So this is a friend. This is a friend. And then the others, they keep saying it. They keep bringing you to other people. And other people are coming over. This is a friend. This is a friend. And they're like, it, all of a sudden, their attitude changes. They are not apprehensive of you now. They're welcoming you. Now I'm more terrified than I was. it's like it's like you you've recognized you've 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 alleviated their fears of you, and they are thinking that you are one of them. And they offer you some fruit. No, <laughs> but the fruit. They're, they're quite they're quite impressed. Um, now to speed it up a little bit. Um, what is everyone, uh, each of you, I'd say you're going, the mayor has his keys in his hands or his pocket. So I, I think we should wait for the festival to end and then just leave with the mayor. 
Okay. Cause the mayor does come over to you and he says, I hope things are better now. And he sees you, Tom, coming back from speaking to the, or sorry, Tom, I'm sorry, Froggy coming back. Your name's not on your thing. Um, Froggy coming back oh. from, from not speaking, from speaking to the others. And uh, Fro- he says, I see you've made some friends. This is good. This is how we build community. I would love for you people to come and work with me on a new endeavor I have. On a new endeavor? Mm-hmm. I have been speaking to the people who own the land to the West. I have a deal in place. Now that we've made this, this arrangement with the canning companies to sell the produce from the farms, I would like to expand the community West double or triple it in size. And, and this could be, this could be amazing. We could test farms experimental farms produce for the world to feed the country and then feed the world to develop gather seeds I'm, i want i want to invest in this and i could I, I would love to have you people come work for me well perhaps it's a bit premature we need to do some testing of course of course i would fund it i would fund it and this is what i was telling my brother just yesterday that if you were successful in your investigations i would happily with my and my investors money fund your research and fund this potential bounty for the world. So everything becomes a party. He's just so happy. He's bringing you and meeting people, introducing you to people. And the day, the day is, is you, you try to get away from people to look at things or to think about things and everybody's escorting you around and they're treating you well and they're feeding you. And you, you, of course, they're not making you eat anything you don't want to eat. It's not like Mm -hmm. that. You, you witness games, you witness events, you witness contests where these giant pigs that are just suckling pigs still, but they're big. They're like a 200-pound suckling pig, which is the size of an you know, adult boar. Um, they, they, they treat you very well throughout the day, and it gets time for the, for the – as the, light, the night starts to wear down, it gets close to six. The barbecue, the food is, is plentiful. Again, it's, it's nothing but plentiful. And they, they have speeches thanking everyone for their hard work through the year, thanking the mayor, thanking the pastor. And you, you haven't seen the other pastor. You just assume he's gone home, but you haven't seen him throughout the day. And at six o'clock, they, they, they start to light the fire preparations because the sun goes down 7.30 or so. And they, have to, they want to get the fire going before dark. So they, finally, they get the fire lit just as the sun is setting and it, it takes a while, but it becomes this massive bonfire. And people are singing songs and they're making speeches. And then, yes, as, uh, as Professor Delacour asks, the hooch comes out. <laughs> um, cool. Yes, they, they definitely, they bring, out, they bring out some Scandinavian, Swedish you know, flavored wines and fruit wines. And they bring out um, vodka, essentially the equivalent of vodka, their, their drink that they, they prefer. And not everybody drinks, of course. I mean, you do note that the people um, who are like the, the more pious ones that hang around with the pastor, they don't, they don't seem to drink so much at all, if at all. Uh, yeah, so the fire's going away. What, what do you do now? The fire, it's dark. The fire's going. The mayor's sitting with, with the pastor by the fire. Uh, the Browns are sitting with them. Everyone just seems to be enjoying the fire. And then the bones, are, they're starting to roll out and put the bones on the fire, too. They haven't done it yet, but they're rolling out the wagon, uncovering it, people cheer. I uh, 
I asked the mayor, I say, are, are you heading back tonight? Your wife? Yes, yes, I am. Yes, absolutely. Right. I'm, I'm, I, I, he's not drinking. He says, I, I, he, right. not, you know, I think that we'd all like to go with you. Certainly, certainly. And he says, I, I'm heading back. Um, I'm going to drop the Browns off at their house because they're, they're older and they, they certainly probably don't want to walk that far. And, and you look over, Mr. Brown's tippling away and so he probably shouldn't be walking in the dark. Um, yes, I'll drop the Browns off when this is, when this is over and I will uh, pick up whatever you have at the cottage and we'll head back to town. I, I, I can even phone ahead from the Browns and make sure the hotel has, uh, stays open long enough for you to have a room for the night. That'll be good. Thank you. Excellent. So the, it's now, it's, 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 I appreciate the work you've done, and I hope we can work together after you finish your research. This is going to be a wonder for the world and for our country. And they, they roll out the wagon, and men, all the men from the community come one by one, and they grab, they grab a bone. And the, the fire, is the peak is sort of dropped down to be a more of a mound now. And it's lots of embers. And they, they, they sort of a contest to see who can throw the bones farthest into the fire. Um, Anybody wish to partake of that? Mm-mm. No. They invite you if you want, especially the men. No, thank you. The mayor tries, and he he's 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 like it's like seeing a typical politician throw a you know ball at the baseball game, and he sort of throws it up into the stands instead of to the catcher. Um, he misses, and they they pick it up and throw it in for him. So it's 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 just people throwing the bones in, and the bones start to sizzle, and the whole area starts to smell of roasted meats all over again. Nice. And everything, everything seems to be going well. And then from the east, you hear a roaring sound. And then a second roaring sound. Over the sound of the fire. I mutter under my breath. um, What was it it called? Sundu. Yeah. Sundus don't roar. They're plants. What is it? Um, I at least stand up. I've got the fight or flight syndrome right now. I'm gonna, yeah, but uh, I, I want to see what it is before. Well, from, from your people. location, I'm gonna open up a map uh, just so I can uh, get a good sense of where you are. You can actually see from your location toward in the distance where the water is and where the forested area was, where the impact uh-huh. zone was coming from that location in the woods you see a gout of flame. This monstrous gout of flame up through the trees. Mm-hmm. And then you see another off to the side where it's almost like something opens and fire comes shooting out of it and it closes again. Like the ground see, is opening? And the ground, the trees, the forest. There's fire in the forest. Does anyone else seem to think this is... This is unusual. Oh, yes. People are jumping up and looking that way. All of the people, all of the people look jumping under the chairs. They're knocking the chairs over. People are grabbing their children and they're watching. And then a few seconds later, something bursts out of the forest. The forest area is now burning. And the ground in front of the forest, you see another gout of flame burst forth and hit the ground. And off to the side, something opens and fire comes leaping out of it in a ball and hits another area of the ground. And another field, a section of the field, is now on fire. Run. Um, yeah. uh, can't hear you. Uh, yeah, you're muted. 
You can't. It's too loud. The crowd is too loud. You couldn't hear her. That's why <laughs> everyone's screaming. Run. I think I'm automatically running back up the road towards. Yeah, uh, I'm running. Okay. Um, to give you guys a sense of where you are, um, you you're, you are in this area here. This is where the okay fire was. The fire started in here. The forest is burning. Then flames shot out in this area and in this area. And you can see the field, even though it's been plowed under, there's still, you know, stalks of corn or wheat and grasses and such. It is now burning in white and orange fire. Yeah, run. We're running back towards, yeah. Yep. So you're running away. Others are running as well. Uh, There's a crowd and you're, you're, banging into people and you're having trouble getting through the crowd where you want to go because everybody is running in various directions. So, um, yeah, the, the mayor is jumping in his car and he says, we should go. We should go. I agree. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Jump in now. He's trying to start it. He's trying to start it. You, You get in the car and, um, instantly you see people crowding around the car. Like they're trying to get in the car as well. And people are trying to shove their babies through the window or children in through the windows and such. So the car is immobile. Uh, there's just a, such a crowd of people and he can move forward an inch at a time or a few inches. Uh, and then another gout of flame shoots forward and it's getting closer. Now that lot, um, the first lot away from you is on fire and you can see a shape, two shapes in the fire. And you can't quite see them very well but you see one of the shapes is carrying something that looks like a small tree on fire, like a torch and is slamming it to the ground. And when it slams it to the ground, fire shoots forth like a cone and the other creature, whatever it is, it's flying. So you all have to make a sanity roll because okay. these are flying creatures in the air. 95. So no, <laughs> I just made it. Like, right on. I'll spend six left to make it. Okay. And I am hopping out of the car, hopping. Same here. Getting out of the car, just dashing. I'm running. What's the sand loss? It's a a significant sand loss. (laughs) You read, you lose seven points of sanity. For those of us who make it or failed? Fail. Okay. Okay. You make it, you lose, well... I'm sorry, I'm choking on popcorn as usual. Hold on. In our house, every in our house, every time someone coughs, we used to yell out COVID cough. We don't do that anymore. <laughs> um, who's the first person who got uh passed? Oh, Tom passed. I passed, yeah. You I passed. Tom takes two. You take as well two. Uh, how did okay. you do, Roy? I failed. You failed. You take seven as well. Shit. And Solomon, how do you do? I failed. Oh, I was about to roll pass. You take eight. So I passed okay. my intelligence check. So okay, good, good. No, good, no, no, good. no. I pass. Like, like oh, <laughs> madness! Bad yeah. madness. Pass. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah, okay. we're all um, super fucking smart. So you need to 
Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I pass. All right. Tom, you have a of madness table. Yeah. yeah. Do you have a madness table? Uh, Is uh, it uh, D10? Uh, D8. Solomon, you probably D8. have to roll intelligence too. Oh, yeah. No, I already did. I failed. Or no, I one. passed. So. Oh, no. Froggy. Uh, one is faint. Okay. Yeah. I'm just, I'm passed out in the car. <laughs> You're passed out in the car. Luckily, well, luckily or unluckily, depending on how you view it. Okay. Well, what'd you roll? Oh, what do I need to roll? Um, just a, like a D100? Yeah, you, you, you roll for intelligence first. Yeah, I, yeah, I succeed yeah, at that. I'm saying for the okay. manual. So oh, 1D8. 1D8. Yeah, 1D8 okay. if, you, if you've got more than five. Can I, I don't have one handy. Can you roll me one? Somebody? Yeah, I'll roll for you. Okay. Uh, he gets four. Four. That's what I got, too. Um, oh, you both got four? <laughs> uh, you both suddenly look at one another, and you don't know where the hell you are or how you got here. You, you have amnesia. <laughs> um, you don't real. You don't remember. It, it's, uh, it says to roll a 1d6, and that's how many hours you've forgotten. <clears throat> so it might be oh. most of the day. Three. How long am I fainted for? Is it 1d10 rounds? rounds. rounds. Okay. That's a six. Oh, wow. Oh, no. So, so you're back happened? to like middle of the afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> Early afternoon. Did I miss the bonfire or is that it starting? Yeah. What the hell's going on? <laughs> oh, it's starting. It's dark. I'm in the car. car. There's don't, fire. Don't, don't <laughs> question. Just run. Oh, no, I'm gone. Yeah. I have enough time to, to yell that and then I'm running. If I okay. look and see the the fucking monsters again i have to roll sanity no no no, no. i forgot you can't, you can't have a bout of madness while you have a bout of madness well actually <laughs> you know what? some twisted like now that i'm at it i'm gonna roll for the mayor <gasps> <laughs> he needs to roll oh, as well those of you with amnesia you also roll a 1d10 and that's how many rounds you can't remember. Then you'll get your memory back. Oh, six. Okay. Oh, Tom, what's an eight on the table? <laughs> Nine. Oh, red mist. That's that's, that's the mayor. Yeah. Yeah. The mayor is 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 have him jump. Have him roll a one d four. Okay. That's a three. Uh, he's going to attack the nearest foe. So he okay. might jump out of the thing and go try to attack the fireman. I'd say that that's what he's going to do. He jumps out. He grabs a pitchfork from the bale, from the, the hay, the straw that's near the fire that was being used to start it. And he starts running in the direction of the creatures that are coming your way. I'm the mayor of this town. Yeah. <laughs> Be gone. Creatures we, yelling, uh, yelling in Swedish. Uh, as we're running, I sort of look back and see him do this. Grab Froggy. And I'm just like, car. I'm now. gone. <laughs> No, I'm gone. Yeah, Froggy's I'm, taken I'm, right off. I'm halfway to our cabin. Well, actually, you know what? Screw it. I'm still running. <laughs> now, Louise is still in the car. <laughs> With you, <laughs> you guys have just abandoned her. Oh, <clears throat> well, Roy and Solomon, ha- they're like, where? what the heck's going on? We lost like six hours. Where? where? What? What's, what's, what happened to Louise? What you guys, you guys see it on the car. Um, Froggy, Ingrid, and the mayor just... Jumped out of the car. Louise is unconscious in the back. You don't know if she's been drinking or what. She just, you know, looks like she's sleeping soundly. I assume. And uh, did, did people the, start? Is the is the car still surrounded? The car. People are getting in the car, but there's no. There's there's keys in the car, and somebody's actually trying to start the car now. 
Um, but they're failing at it. They're just panicking so much they can't figure I, it out. Um, uh, Solomon, I, I don't know what's going on, but I, I think it's best we we leave. Uh, let's uh, let's uh, let's get let's get Professor Fontenot and go. Uh, okay. And <laughs> um, we'll try and drag a drag a professor along with not like actually drag but maybe yeah like, yeah uh, pick her up and arm over each one of her arms over each and... it only lasts for three rounds however oh, yeah okay. yeah by the time you figure uh, this out she's starting to come around like by the time you're getting her out of the vehicle um but also in that time uh the creatures have now moved forward in the houses in the lot eight and lot nine and beginning getting closer to you are now being set on fire along with the fields. What you see is, if any of you care to look, two creatures. These creatures are like floating. The best way as a biologist could describe it is a, a floating amorphous tadpole with a gaping maw and hands and functioning arms. One has a torch in its hands that it's setting the ground on fire with. The other has an object that when it manipulates it, the door opens to this object and fire shoots forth and sets fire to the ground. And I would say, um, whoever's looking, I'll just, Louise, you're probably looking because you wake up and you look towards yeah, yeah, I'm it. Looking. I'm looking. You're, you're closest. Um, the others are taking off or are trying to carry you. Um, make an intelligence roll. Okay. 36, that is a hard success. You just realized these creatures are burning down the path that you had already mapped out on your map of the soil where the, where the crops were growing large. We, we, the, we need to get away from that, that, that shape. Any, any area that was in that shape on the map, we need to get away from that and just go and go. So, so like maybe can, a, like a perpendicular, like, you know, off to the side kind of yeah. to get and away you, from that area. And um, so you, you all can, you can do that if you make some successful, like Froggy, um, you and Ingrid are able to make it to the road and to the houses. And then you cut to your right and you can make it on the way, you're on your way to the, the roadway going to the cottage. Uh, Roy and Solomon and Louise, you all need to make I, I, a flea roll. Um uh, let's say, I guess it wouldn't be strength so much as I, I guess dexterity so that you're not falling down. Like I'd say two successful dexterity rolls. Okay. And the two luck on the uh, first one. No, I fail at the first one and don't have enough luck to make it a pass. <laughs> hard, hard success on the second one. Okay. So Louise makes it. How'd you do Roy? You're muted. You're muted. That sounded like swearing, but in silence. No, no, it was fine. I was, I was trying. I fumbled on my words. That is a success, and then a critical success. Okay, so, so Roy and Louise. Now, do either of you? You notice Solomon dropped to the ground as you're running. Do either of you wish to make an attempt to save him? Absolutely. Okay, then both of you make one more dex roll. You don't know re rolls. He's a student. 53, uh, just barely, just barely a success. Hard success. Okay. okay. You both managed to grab his hands and drag him bodily across the road, past a house as the flames shoot past you. The heat singes your skin. You have 
sunburns at best to the backs of your skull. You might be missing some hair, but the creatures continue on their path of devastation. Anything in that path is being set ablaze, including the houses, including the fleeing people, including the house with all the babies, including the barn full of the food. It's this swath as they pass by. You hear chittering and humming and moaning. And the, the one creature's object you look at, it looks like almost like a like a small oven that it's carrying like a lantern. It, totally foreign to you. This doesn't make sense to you. And you're just going to be with you for the rest of your lives. And they sweep through the area and they destroy everything. They even go back and make a second sweep. Then they begin to hunt the infected. So then you see after they've done this, they start going after people. Now the mayor is gone. The mayor did not survive. Of course, right. the mayor went after them with a pitchfork. And you see them begin to swing around, separating themselves and going after individuals as you rush up the hill and go towards the cottage. And you do make it up the hill along with many people. And you look back and you see nothing but fire and devastation. And as you see that, the creatures, after a while, they pass off into the night. After a while, I'm no longer in Michigan. I'm still running in my... <laughs> Minnesota. I'm in yeah. Canada now. <laughs> You're now in Canada. You're never going I'm back. To the, I get to the Great Lakes and I start swimming. I'm probably, if, if, if it's possible, I've run all the way to, back to Duluth. So I'm at my parents' house and, and never coming back out of my room. So you, you do, you, so you have, that's it. You've survived. That's the end of it. So do you want an explanation? Yes, yeah. please. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> it's very, it very confusing, I'm sure, but it, it will make sense. There were a few things. Um, Roy, had you not made your constitution role, you would have eventually been one of the infected because you're the only one who actually oh, ate okay. the raw fruit. Uh, I was kind of hoping you would fail <laughs> because it doesn't I, affect, I thought I was affect you right away. Like when you said the infected part, I was like, okay, here it comes. I'm going to fucking die. But uh, if you, that, that's actually what would have happened. The, the creatures would have gone after all of you because you were together, you know, but what happened was this. All right. Two years previously in the autumn, a comet crashed earth. Now it didn't hit the atmosphere dead on, or it would have just exploded. It came in at a strange angle and it managed to go through the atmosphere. Most of it melted. But it crashed to the earth where you think it crashed, and it distributed particulates of uh, minerals, if you will, that contained this not quite bacteria, though it looked like a bacteria. It was sort of a bacterial virus that uh, crashed to earth and infected the soil. It took a heavy rainfall, which happened earlier this year in spring, to actually activate these, these, these creatures. Had you taken these crystals and soaked them in water, you would have actually found that even though they're hard as diamond, they would have broken down. Uh, they would have reacted with the acidity in the soil and the acidity in the, the, the water and such. These creatures come from elsewhere in, in the universe. Many, many, many thousands, millennia ago, they were actually on a planet that was destroyed uh, by, by an asteroid. And they were not unlike the fungus that infects the zombie ants, that zombie fungus. Mm. And in that, it, yeah, in that it doesn't make humans zombies. 
all it does is it makes the humans feel, this makes me feel good. I want to keep eating this food. I want other people to eat this food. So the infected people, all they wanted to do was to continue to grow the food and to help spread it. Spread it. They were part of the, their brain was infected by the virus, bacteria, whatever you want to call it, in that they wanted to spread this around the world. So when Froggy said, this is all great, we want to use this around the world, they're like, well, that's that's what we wanted to hear. You weren't the enemy anymore. You weren't threatening them. You were going to help them. The mayor was not infected. He was a businessman who just simply wanted to increase the, this. Sure. Did, Did he know everything that was going on though? Like with the big babies and everything? Like, he he knew the big babies were being hidden because that would have ruined his business prospects. Okay. Uh, he he knew about it. Um, he did not arrange for the deaths of the ins- investigators. Had you actually gone off to, you would have found out that these were these are some people that were actually just they were interested in the the, the commentary, the situation. Mm-hmm. That's all. They just came voluntarily to investigate. The mayor met met them when he was down at that other end near the resort area, as Solomon called it. And he just sort of said, yeah, investigate. Go ahead. Tell me what you find out. They gave him a map, kind of what they found out, what they estimated where the area of impact was. And then they just took off on a boat, a bunch of kids drinking on a boat, crashed the uh, boat, sank, sank in the lake. There's nothing, nothing malevolent about their disappearance. Red herring. Okay. Was there anything malevolent, though, about the people over in the resort? No. No. Nope. They're just ass. They're just, <laughs> they're just, they're just, language. They're just not cool. They're just... Mm-hmm. They don't so, want you to cause trouble. That's okay. it. Okay, so okay. then the two creatures, what were they? Aha. Shub. That was Shub? No. I'm called Shub's it. kids. Oh. Yes. Nug and Jeb? Nug and Jeb. Oh, we just talked to them in another chain. <laughs> Shub's, Shub is not necessarily malevolent. Often assists humanity mainly because shub is preparing earth for the return of the others and as such when they detected when shub found something new something was attacking earth there's this they had a a feeling through its the connections to nature and such that something was not quite right something had to be done this would this would transform the earth in a way that would not be suitable for the for the others when they come so by chance the people of, of, the, of the community were putting together this bonfire, which they've done tra- traditionally for hundreds and hundreds of years. And the elder ones disguised themselves at times as Scandinavian gods to take part in these, these offerings, these gifts, because who doesn't want a barbecue? And so they, when they arrived at the same time that this happened, they actually took the, sus- they wanted this, they were attracted by the sustenance of the bonfire. And uh, they discovered what was happening, and they they cleansed the earth at the same time. But if if you had gone back and watched, they actually did stop at the bonfire and pulled the bones out and sucked the marrow out for fun or for food. Of course they did. But yes, they were just cleansing the earth. They were doing their part in cleansing the earth of the infection. So they were actually helping. In a way. I mean, in their (laughs) own human orange, you know, elder thing way, they were helping. Shub, Shub's children were helping in a way protect the earth from a different kind of, you know, enemy. Yes, the only one who's allowed to make bizarre gross mutations is Shubnagorath herself. She doesn't like it. That's right. Aliens That's right. Do. This is my jam. You guys can't do this. 
That's it. Pretty cool. Very good. Cool. Thank you. Okay. Good job. It's really good. Yeah. Thank you so much for yes, running. Yes, very much. Thank yeah, you. No, that, was, that was a pleasure. Thank you. Great. Thank you. Our players included Holly Buto, Jen Opetaz, Patrick O'Brien, Andrew Bush, and myself with Sean Little as the Keeper of the Secrets. We have a Discord server where you can chat with our other members. You can set up private games and you can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. We provide audio only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to support our show, Please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answer any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh together with all the members of our gaming club and fighting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming. Mm-hmm.